0: Hi, guys, and welcome to episode two of Josiah's CRNA Personal Statement Reviews, a podcast by me, Josiah. As I promised in the last episode, today we will be taking a look at why you should not talk about autonomy when writing your personal statements for CRNA school. The topic of autonomy will also lead us to examine the purposes of DNP education and how these purposes should be appropriated in a personal statement. Now, Jennifer Finnell, who runs the CRNA School Prep Academy, Now she and I have talked about this together before and we have separate but complementary opinions here. And if you haven't heard her talk about why autonomy isn't a good answer, then I would highly recommend you listen because she offers some great insights into the nature of teamwork and personal development as a CRNA. Uh, To be honest, I'm not an expert on issues related to CRNA autonomy and opt out requirements even from the perspective of a writer and non-CRNA, autonomy is a bad answer to the question, why do you want to be a CRNA? There are two reasons for this and we'll go over them one by one. The first is this, 99% of the time it fails to make a good personal statement because it only speaks to what you hope to accomplish in the future and not what you've done in the past to support that goal. It fails to recognize the core concepts of identity capital, your goals should not be invented out of thin air. They should be crafted with an eye on who you are and what you've done. And when you talk about why you want to be a CRNA, it needs to be grounded in what you are doing now. If you say you want to be a CRNA because you want autonomy, then tell me, what are you doing about autonomy now? And don't say that you're titrating drips independently because that's not the same autonomy as what a CRNA does. And tell me, what projects are you working on to showcase your passion for autonomous practice now? And what committees are you working on to whet your interest in autonomy? Autonomy, for the most part, is a dream that is unfounded. And I don't, I don't want to talk too much about this because I'll be covering this in more detail later in the next podcast on Identity Capital. Um, and I want to move on to talk about uh, autonomous practice and the purposes of DMP education. So it's easy to see why people ascribe the quality autonomous to cRNAs, they possess a skill set and knowledge base beyond that of a normal nurse, and what we see on the outside looks smooth and sexy, the induction, the intubation, the anesthetics, the nerve blocks, the critical thinking, all of that. But beneath this smooth and sexy exterior is the years of ICU experience and the years of school that have somehow all been synthesized into practice. And so this brings me to my second point on why autonomy is a bad essay topic circumscribing the practice of CRNAs with the description of autonomy fails to consider the unique facets of a doctoral education in nurse anesthesia. So let's try a thought experiment here, and we're going to replace the word autonomous with intubation skills. So would you say that you want to be a CRNA because you want to intubate? No, that's ridiculous, right? If you wanted to intubate, why not be a paramedic or why not be an RT? It'd probably save you a lot of money and a good amount of pain. And so the same thing goes for autonomy. Why do you say your reason for becoming a CRNA is autonomy when autonomy is just a small facet, a small subset of being a CRNA? If your reason is autonomy, why don't you just become a nurse practitioner? Last time I checked, 25 states and territories allowed for full independent practice for nurse practitioners, and, but only 17 states had opted out of the federal supervision requirement for CRNAs. Or, you know, if we're really getting into this whole, like, have orders get blind signed, why not just do wound care if you want autonomy? Look, if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, just take away this. Becoming a CRNA is not just about obtaining the skill set and knowledge of an anesthesia provider, such as intubation, such as autonomy, such as hemodynamics. When you think about why you want to be a CRNA, what reason you're going to give an admissions committee's. There's three factors that need to intersect. The first is who you are and what you do. Your experience in critical care matters. There is a reason that the council of accreditation or whoever it is requires at least one year of critical care experience. Your experience as a nurse matters. Your experience, working with patients, your experience, working on projects, working on committees, all of that in some way has influenced your interests. The second, is the skill set and knowledge of an anesthesia provider, and this is where everyone gets starry-eyed and hung up. This is the stuff that I was talking about earlier, the stuff that nurse anesthesia school teaches you, like pharmacology, pathophysiology, airway management, nerve blocks, ultrasound use, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the third, and this is the hardest one for most people, the third is the tools that a DNP education affords you. Unless you know you're applying to one of the few holdout master's programs, then forget about this. And this is. The big thing that's missing from everyone's essay. You know, I understand that you probably don't give two bowel movements about the DMP portion of the program, but for the purposes of the essay, at least pretend you care. And if you don't know anything about DMP education, you're in luck because the AACN, that is the American Association of Colleges of Nursing, not the American Association of Critical Care Nurses, they have published something called the DNP handbook, which literally, outlines the eight things that a DMP equips you to do and I'll link into the description below and if you have never read it you need to read it before you write an essay before you interview before all that but here's a quick summary of the eight essentials of a DMP here's a list one scientific underpinnings for practice two organization and systems leadership for quality improvement systems thinking three clinical scholarship and analytical methods for evidence based practice four information systems Technology and patient care technology for the improvement and transformation of healthcare. Five, healthcare policy for advocacy in healthcare. Six, interprofessional collaboration for improving patient and population health outcomes. Seven, clinical prevention and population health for improving the nation's health. And eight, advanced nursing practice. So they literally list out eight things for you. Pick one, please. And somewhere, somewhere in the intersection of these three factors, the DMP, the nurse anesthesia, and your personal interests. That is the reason you're going to give uh, for wanting to become a CRNA. That is your path forward. And this is what admission committees are looking for when they ask you why you want to be a CRNA. They are looking to see that you've counted the cost of becoming a CRNA in years, in money, in missed income and stressed personal relationships. They want to know that you're not just interested in becoming a CRNA for the pay at the end or the lifestyle. They want to know that you're interested in the actual education and training process of CRNAs. Of course, they all want to produce excellent CRNAs, but just as importantly, they want to produce leaders who will push the both the nursing profession and the nurse anesthesia profession forward. So there you go. In less than 10 minutes, that's why autonomy is not a good topic to write about for your personal statements for CRNA school. Uh, To recap, Autonomy fails to consider the full toolbox that a doctorate education in nurse anesthesia provides. And also, autonomy fails because it doesn't utilize your identity capital. It is a future goal with no foundation. Now, if you want to hear more about the theory of identity capital, please stay tuned for the next episode, where I will be diving into more detail on what identity capital is and how you can utilize it in writing an essay. Otherwise, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you want for me to take a look at your essay, feel free to email me, which I'll also leave in the description below. I hope to see you next time, and until then, bye-bye.